Around the Horns is sponsored by LTT Productions. Like, comment, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, even tell your grandma. Get the word out about Around the Horns and LTT and we can watch this thing grow together. Make sure you stay up to date on everything LTT Productions by following us on Twitter. You can follow LTT Productions on Twitter at LTT Productions 1. You can also follow the host of the Around the Horns podcast, Drew Pounton, on Twitter as well. That's at Pounton18. That's Mountain with a P18. Eli Grimes has been a busy man this offseason. Eli, friend of the No Playbook Show, has come out with a bunch of different ways for fans to get their NFL content. He dropped a website called TheSchemeFit.com where Eli, the Bears, myself, the Rams, Kyler, the Eagles, Branton, the Steelers, and John, the Dolphins, all write about our favorite teams. Eli has also dropped his own podcast talking about the Chicago Bears and relevant news around the NFL. The podcast is called The 270 Mile, and you can listen on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Again, theschemefit.com for our sports articles and The 270 Mile for Eli's podcast on Da Bears. Da Bears. Da Bears. Welcome back to Around the Horns. As my laptop tries to take off for outer space, you can hear that in the background. I'm your host, Drew Pounton. Today, we got a loaded slate here. We're going to talk about the schedule and my personal best case scenario, worst case scenario, and my overall predictions. We're going to take a deep dive. Well, not a deep dive, but we're going to take a look back in the 2018 at the Rams-Saints game, thanks to Jared Goff, and around training camp. So let's go ahead. Let's get started. Roll that intro, please. Shotgun snap. Swing pass. Left side, Gurley on the screen, 20. Got a block, 25. Into space, 40. And he's Todd Gurley hits the Jets midfield. He's gone. Todd Gurley, 20, 10. Gurley for MVP. Touchdown, LA. Garoppolo under pressure. Donald got there in the air. Intercepted by the Rams. And they may ride to the Super Bowl on that. Stafford from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Back shoulder. Cooper Cup got it. Cooper Cup brings it in. Touchdown. Touchdown. Touchdown, LA. It has been about 10, 11, 12 days, something like that, since I've talked to you last. I I don't really have a good excuse for not getting it out to you. I'm uh, currently looking for a job. I think I have a lead on one. So if I just if there's a jump cut, hopefully I got a call back. But I hurt my back on vacation, had a job lined out, had to wait. So it's been a whole process. But I want to start off taking a look back at 2018, the Rams-Saints game. The one, the infamous call, uh, no call, I should say. Um, you know, the pass interference and Jared Goff was recently on pardon my take. And he, a big cat was asked him, are you ever going to apologize to saints fans? And Jared Goff said, God, no. And he's right for that. Okay. And he went on to say, you know, of course you're listening to a Rams podcast. I'm going to have a Rams fans perspective on this. If you're the saints fan. Yeah, I can understand, you know, you, you know, they don't call it. You guys have to settle for a field goal and then we get it back and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So Jared had a really good take on this. It's the same take that every Rams fan has. They had a chance to score in overtime. It wasn't like that was a third down play. It was second down. They decided to throw it again on third down instead of running it and chewing more clock off the, off, you know, chewing more clock. They chose the pass. It was incomplete. Stop the clock. Gave the Rams plenty of time to go down. 
I, I think, right? I think they went down, kicked a game-tying field goal, sent it into overtime, and then the Saints got the ball first. Okay, it'd be different if the Rams got the ball first and the Saints didn't have a chance to score. No, the Saints got the ball first. They threw an interception to, I believe, John Johnson. And then the Rams had to kick a 60-yard field goal just to make it to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, again, you don't have to apologize to Saints fans. You have to you have to apologize to anybody. It's the refs mess up. You know, if, if they, I mean, I didn't think it was pass interference, you know, uh, obviously. But, um you know, and it, they were like, Jordan said, you know, back in the 1999, I think it was, or 1996, something like that. Jordan's last uh, finals game where he pushed off on the defender, Jordan was asked, was that a push off? And he said, did they call it? Meaning, no, it's not anything unless it's called. And that's the same perspective that, you know, Rams Nation has on that, I believe. So, again, Jared Goff. Even though he's not a Ram anymore, still throwing slang like he's a Rams quarterback. And we always got love for Jared Goff over here. I think that, you know, if he had progressed, the Rams would probably be two-time Super Bowl champions under uh, Sean McVay. I don't think we would have won in 2018 just because it was a whole defensive look. You know, he wasn't ready for it. McVay came out and said he wasn't as prepared as he could have been for it. So I don't think we win in 2018, but I mean, 2019, 2020, um, the 2020 defense was the number one defense under Brandon Staley. And we were just kind of average on offense because golf had struggled and then he got hurt on the back half of the regular season. And then we started John Wolford and then the Rams were like, uh, no, Wolford got hurt in the playoff game against Seattle on a super late hit. I think it was by Jamal Adams. And then golf came in, you know, and then gave it to Cam. Yep. Yeah, it was Cam. Cam had a great game against Seattle, and we ended up winning and then losing in the second round to Green Bay. So, uh, of course, you know, throwing love to Jared Goff. He's uh, one of the better Ram quarterbacks of all time. It's not like he's going up against great competition. I mean, Kurt Warner and Matthew Stafford are one and two, respectively. You know, Jim Everett, he's the all-time leader in passing yards. He may have a case for the top two. Um I mean, outside of that, I've got to get better on my Rams history. But, I mean, Jared Goff, top five Rams quarterback of all time, and I don't really think it's close. So, uh, next, let's go ahead and talk about some news that have happened around training camp. Cooper Cup got hurt uh, the other day. This is another reason why I kind of wanted to wait was to see the update on him, the 47th ranked player in the NFL, which is extremely low uh, for, you know, in my opinion. I think that he is better than Diggs. I think he's better than Stephon Diggs, so I think Diggs is about five. I mean, you got to think you've got Jefferson, who he's not better than. Jamar Chase, it's he's not better than. Um, Devontae, I don't think he's better than yet. And then I would slide Diggs and Cup in there at four and five. So Cup four, you know, and, and I'm a Rams fan. You know, I, I'm going to lean more towards my guy. Uh, but I just think that Cup does everything that Diggs does, um, but – better and he's a way he's the best blocking receiver in the league you know and he always he's been a great blocker uh, a lot of play designs are based off of play action cup looks like he's going to come block you and then he just whoop. i mean they drew that play up in the super bowl and he scored a touchdown so just uh you know cooper cup he's a top five receiver you know i know i know a lot of rams fans have him one um I, I just i'm not there i don't think he was one uh, I think he was one in his triple crown season, you know, just because he 
him and Stafford connected immediately. And, you know, he was just getting all the targets, but he's not that guy yet. You know, he has to come out and improve it. You know, he was kind of that guy last year and he probably would have, you know, led the league in, I would assume receptions, maybe yards, because he was, and fantasy-wise, he was on track to be the number one guy before he got hurt. Um, and speaking of him getting hurt, he hurt his hamstring in training camp a couple days ago. Um, there was a lot of speculation on what it could have been. Nobody ever thought it was anything super serious, I don't believe. Um, he went, from my understanding, he was going to the end zone. He went up for it, and he hurt his hamstring going up for a touchdown catch. Um, at least I think I know it was in the end zone. I don't, I haven't seen the play yet, but, um, you know, he's just, it was a very, I think it was Tuesday because, you know, I, I watched the press conference and everybody was just frustrated. I think McVeigh was frustrated because they didn't have a good day. And then Stafford frustrated because again, they didn't have a good day. Plus the number one weapon on your team is hurt. So <clears throat> it, it was a very interesting Tuesday. Um, and then of course, over the, uh, I think yesterday offensive coordinator, Michael floor came out and said cup is officially day to day. So I don't think we'll see him again in training camp. I think we'll wait for, uh, scrimmages. Uh, I don't, he's definitely not getting any run in the preseason, I would assume. Uh, so we're not going to see probably a healthy Cooper cup till the regular season. And that's, that's, what's best. You can't throw out your guy like that. Um, he is the Rams offense without Cooper Cup. Our number one receiver is Van Jefferson, who is good, but he's a good number two. And then our number two was either Demarcus Robinson, Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua. I mean, Cooper Cup being gone opens up the offense for everybody, but we don't care about that. <laughs> you know, like you, you guys are working in OTAs and training camps to get your reps. Um, we want Cooper Cup on the field. I mean, Triple Crown winner, he's amazing. Uh, Super Bowl MVP, probably going to be in the Hall of Fame if I would have to assume if he puts together a couple more seasons like this. Um, I mean, he's been great. I, I love Cup. So uh, seeing him go down was very scary uh, for just everybody, you know, and I'm glad that he has been listed as day to day by uh, LaFleur. Um, and so uh, glad Cup's going to be okay. Jacoby Durant, another guy uh, that I wanted to talk about, he's a star in, in the making. I mean, he is just an absolute stud every every day, every day from training camp. All I see is Jacoby Durant highlights. Um, he had a couple good breakups yesterday in uh, practice that we saw, uh, I think it was via the Rams Twitter. Um, and he's just, he's a stud. I mean, he's I mean, at this point, got to be the favorite as the number one corner. Um, I've heard Akella Witherspoon looks really good as well, but I mean, it's got to be to Kobe. You you got to put him out there. He's balling out in training camp, and yeah, Akello maybe you could let. I mean, Akello's like six four. You know, he is big. He's a big guy, but I think you know you have to see what you have in Kobe Durant. You know, and I think I talked about this. Uh, last podcast where you can't expect Durant to be this all-time cornerback in his first real good season of starting. I mean, he started a lot last year, but he's the number one guy now. I mean, he was maybe cornerback two or three, you know, because you had Ramsey, obviously, and then you had Troy Hill. So he, there's no way he was above those guys. So he was cornerback three for a majority of I wouldn't say majority, probably the back half of the season whenever people started dropping like flies. And he had three interceptions. 
I, I'm expecting a good season from Jacoby Durant. He may not look the best, um, you know, every single game. He's going to get beat by guys like, I mean, let me pull up the schedule real quick because I have it on my phone for this schedule release um, that uh, I did that we're going to talk about a little bit later. But, I mean, he's going to lose to guys like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. I mean, JSN looks really good. He's going to lose to Jamar Chase. He's going to lose to AJ Brown. But these are top ten. These are top ten receivers in the league. You know, I mean, outside of the guys in our division, nobody that we play, Chris Olave maybe. But I mean, like the 49ers, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. I think Dakobe matches up really well against those guys, just because Debo is a uh, more of a hybrid player, so they're not going to rely on him as much in the past game. Well, I would assume so now because they have McCaffrey, but I still like the Kobe Durant in that matchup. Indy, Arizona, they don't have good number one wideouts. Um, Pitt, uh, Pittsburgh has a couple good ones. Uh, I think him and C.D. Lamb is going to be a great matchup. Uh, what is that, week week nine maybe? Um, Green Bay doesn't have a good wideout one. Uh, Cleveland, Amari Cooper, I think he matches up really well. Baltimore, OBJ. I think he matches up really well. Scary Terry, uh, that one he might get some problems with. Um, Chris Olave, I think he matches up pretty well with, but I could see Olave giving him fits. Um, the Giants don't have one, and then we're back to the 49ers. So I, I think Kobe Durant's in for a really good season. I'm not saying Pro Bowl. I'm not saying All Pro, but I am saying, oh, my gosh, this guy is a future star in our league. And he's going to be making jumps and leaps. Um, you know, he's he's a stud. And you, if you're a Rams fan, if you're watching training camp, you're watching all the games, number 14 is the guy you need to watch out for because he is going to light it up on the field. He's got great – he's a great guy. You know, he – Every every everybody is swearing by him and Ernest Jones. These are the people that you go in to talk about the Rams. You talk about defense. They've got Kobe Durant and Ernest Jones. I mean, obviously Aaron Donald, but for as far as young guys go, it's the Kobe and it's it's uh, Ernest Jones. So this Rams defense, it may not be the best, but it's young and it's going to be super super fun to watch. Around the Horns is sponsored by LTT Productions. Like, comment, share. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, even tell your grandma. Get the word out about Around the Horns and LTT, and we can watch this thing grow together. Uh, one, a couple things that we're going to kind of fly through uh, because we've got the schedule I think is gonna, probably going to take a while. Um, again, we're going to go through it three different times. I'm going to give you, again, the best possible scenario, the worst possible scenario, and my overall prediction um, on how I think the schedule is going to look. So let's talk about uh, quickly Aaron Donald. He is being double and triple teamed for the first time in his career in training camp, which is kind of wild to me. I just don't think that, that uh, McVay really ever wanted to push Donald in OTAs and training camps, but our, our offensive line is so young. And I think Aaron Donald, coming off of the injuries, he's in shape. I'm not saying that he's not. I'm saying that he could definitely use, you know, the, the reps because he's going to be doubled and triple teamed. Um, he's going to be double and triple teamed every game. There's no one else on the defensive line that scares opposing teams more than Aaron Donald. I mean, we have Michael Hoyt. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Byron Young, who looks 
I think, okay, but Sean McVay said he's still got a long way to go. Nick Hampton's got a long way to go. Kobe Turner's probably going to be a defensive line starter. I mean, these are all guys that are, I mean, Hoyt, he's not a rookie or a second year player, but he's not had a lot of experience starting. You've got Kobe Durant or Kobe Turner. Uh, he's a rookie. Nick Hampton, Byron Young, all rookies. So this defensive line is going to be very young. Um, you know, and, and it's going to be tough to see who starts next to Aaron Donald. I guess we'll see in a couple weeks, but they need someone to step up. And that way, Aaron Donald, although he's going to be continuing getting double and triple teams, you need a guy that also scares defenses half as Aaron Donald. That way, you kind of have to worry about two people instead of just the one. Um, I think I saw a stat that said since 2017, Aaron Donald has been double and triple teamed 1,700 and something amount of times, which is wild. It's either 2017 or 2019, but you got to think, uh, 1,700 times this dude has been uh, triple teamed, double teamed. Aaron Donald, man, he's the greatest defensive player of all time, and I don't think you're going to hear any argument from you listening. You're definitely not going to hear it from me. Uh, he, he's a stud. Wide receiver three predictions. Um Demarcus Robinson seems to have this locked up. I think he has had the best overall camp uh, from everything that I've seen, from the articles I've read, from the videos that I've seen, from the the uh, post press conferences that I've heard. Uh, Demarcus Robinson looks really good. I don't think it's going to be just Demarcus Robinson as wide receiver three. I think it's just going to be a package thing. So like we're going to see some Tutu Atwell, we're going to see some Puka Nakua, we're going to see some Demarcus Robinson. I don't know if Tyler Johnson will break into that. Uh, rotation, but I do know that, you know, Demarcus Robinson, they brought him in, uh, I think in OTAs, he has been a stud. Uh, Tutu Atwell has looked better, uh, and then Puga Nakua has looked really good as well. So uh, the wide receiver three competition is heating up, and I'm really excited to see who ends up uh, as the third wide receiver on the depth chart. Another one, though, the final thing I talk about before we get into the schedule is Stetson Bennett. I don't think the Rams really knew what they were getting with Stetson Bennett, but I think that once Stafford retires, Bennett is going to be the guy that takes over. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I think that, you know, he's he's got his flaws, you know, uh, opposed to being almost 26. There, I saw this on Twitter, uh, or on TikTok, excuse me. Sony Michelle, who was in the league for six years, just retired and won two Super Bowls, and 2017 was teammates with Stetson Bennett in 2017. He's a rookie in 2023. Another wild scenario of Stetson Bennett being in college for fucking forever. Um, but he has looked really good. He made a throw to Cooper Cup. Uh, I think it was in the end zone. But, I mean, he just he put it right to the side of, I think it was Ernest Jones or the linebacker. Uh, and then Cooper Cup was really the only guy that could have went up and made that play. It was a beautiful throw, a beautiful catch by Cup. He's had a couple really good throws to Robinson. Um, he, he's probably going to be the quarterback, too. Um, and I don't feel confident in him being our the future of the Rams, but I do feel confident in him being a game manager to where if Stafford were to go down or – um, you know, weak Stafford just needs a rest game or, you know, something like that. 
you know, that he can go in, he can win you a game, he can win, he, he, he's gonna win you a couple games, more than likely. If you're not gonna win them, you're gonna be close and you're gonna be going away thinking, damn, Stetson Bennett is, is a stud. Again, I, I think he's more of a backup. I think he's gonna be a real, he, he's gonna probably, in my opinion, gonna be Jacoby Brissett, a guy that borders starting quarterback and, uh, backup. You saw with Jacoby, um, for Cleveland that he was okay as a starter, but he's a great backup. And I think Stetson Bennett is going to be just like that. Um, so I think that the Rams in the fourth round got a steal with Stetson Bennett um, out of Georgia. Eli Grimes has been a busy man this offseason. Eli, friend of the No Playbook show, has come out with a bunch of different ways for fans to get their NFL content. He dropped a website called theschemefit.com where Eli, the Bears, myself, the Rams, Kyler, the Eagles, Branton, the Steelers, and John, the Dolphins, all write about our favorite teams. Eli has also dropped his own podcast talking about the Chicago Bears and relevant news around the NFL. The podcast is called The 270 Mile, and you can listen on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Again, theschemefit.com for our sports articles and The 270 Mile for Eli's podcast on Dub Bears. Dub Bears. Dub Bears. So the way I want to do this is I want to start with my worst possible, my best possible, and then go to what I actually think um, is going to happen. So uh, let's start with my worst possible scenario. So I'm going to go through the teams. Um, I feel like I'm going to talk a little bit more about them in my actual prediction, but I want to talk as little as possible of my worst and best um, and then really take a closer look at games into my, you know, my actual overall prediction. So let's start with my worst week one versus Seattle loss week two versus the, or excuse me, at Seattle loss versus the 49ers loss at Cincinnati loss at Indianapolis, which I will be at on my birthday, uh, win Philly loss, Arizona win Pittsburgh loss, Dallas loss, Green Bay loss, Seattle, Arizona wins. And then they lose to Cleveland, Baltimore, Washington, New Orleans, Giants, and 49ers all on a six-game losing streak and going 4-13. and This is another injury-riddled season. The defense is just not what we, I mean, what the media thinks it'll be, which is awful, but injuries hit the Rams again. Um you know, the defense isn't where it needs to be. They lose some shootouts. I mean, at best, I can see them going 7-10 and 10, um, on the worst side of it. You know what I mean? So, but 4-13 and 13 after my first look through the schedule, um, taking it as we suck. <laughs> you know, uh, that is where I have us. Uh, so, my best case scenario <clears throat> is wins against Seattle and the 49ers. A loss to Cincinnati, a win against Indy, a loss to Philly, wins against Arizona and Pittsburgh, a loss to Dallas, wins against Green Bay, Seattle, Arizona, and Cleveland. We lose to Baltimore. Um, we beat Washington. We beat New Orleans. We beat the Giants. And then we lose to the 49ers in San Francisco, giving the Rams, in my best case scenario, a 12-5 and record. Again, Stafford, Cup, Donald, they all stay healthy. The defense looks better than anybody expected. The all-line keeps Stafford upright. Again, <clears throat> looking at this from a worst, best-case scenario, I think they finish 
11 and 6, 10 and 7, somewhere along that range. Um, you know, the line for Vegas is six and a half. So, um, I, I think the Rams are going to hit that. You know, I don't think that, I mean, Stafford has felt the best that he's ever felt or not ever felt, but I mean, over the past couple of seasons, he's felt amazing. Cup and Donald both had really long off seasons. I mean, Cup is injured now, but hopefully he's a hundred percent, uh, come training or come, uh, Week one, and then just our defense is so young. It's going to be flying around. If Raheem Morris is as good of a defensive coordinator as we all know he is, he's going to have that defense flying around, and I can't wait to watch. Okay, so again, my best case scenario, 12-5. and five. Worst case scenario, 4-13. and 13. Let's go through my actual prediction. You can check this out where I went through every game into detail on the schemefit.com. Click on the Rams. It is the last article um, we're left on. So it's the farthest to the right. It's a picture of Sean McVay. So the schemefit.com where you can check this out. <coughs> Excuse me. So let's start week one at Seattle. I had a splitting with Seattle. Um, you know, we played Seattle really close. In week uh, 17, I believe it was. Um, was it? Yeah, I think it was maybe week 18. For Seattle to get into the playoffs or have a chance to get into the playoffs, we played them so close and just came up just short. So, um, And that was in our worst season. Another year of Geno Smith, I think he's going to not be as good as people are expecting him to be. So uh, give me the a loss week one just because it's in Seattle. The first, the 49ers, I don't care who the quarterback is. We have not beat them in so long. The defense is still getting it figured out. We're going to lose to the 49ers. Uh, I just don't think that there's really any way that we beat them. Um, you know, Brock Purdy looks healthy. They have weapons. Their defense is amazing, even though they're waiting on a deal to get done with Nick Bosa. I, I don't see us beating them for at least a couple more seasons. Vert or at Cincinnati, I have this as a loss through all three of them. Uh, I have this only two more times. Um, I think this game is going to be really close. Um, I really do. I'm going to, I guess starting now, I'm going to put a 50-50 on it. Um, you know, where I think this game can go either way. 50-50 on this one. It's a Super Bowl rematch. Get ready for people to be like, oh, this should have happened during the Super Bowl and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, blah, but... Um, a bunch of Super Bowl talk is going to resurface this week. You know, it, it's going to happen. But I think Cincinnati's a. I think we match up very well against Cincinnati. I just that offense is so good, and our, we don't know what the defense is going to look like. So right now, the Rams start zero and three at Indianapolis. I have this as a win across the board. Win in our best. Win in our worst. Win in my prediction. Um, we don't know what Anthony Richardson is going to look like. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a lot of running, like a run, like a Philadelphia style of offense. Um, and I just don't think that they have the weapons. I think we match up very well against Indianapolis. I think this game could be close, but I also think that we win it no matter what. Versus Philadelphia, another one that we lose all across the board. Philadelphia probably going back to the Super Bowl. Their team is stacked. They look great. Uh, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Smith have looked fantastic in training camp. So, not really shaking our head, but th this right here, this this stretch of the schedule is the toughest stretch that you're going to get. I could see us winning. 
two two of these games. I could see us going two and three. I could see us going three and two, but I have us at one and four right now. So if we can go two and three throughout this, I'll feel a lot better. But I have us one and four, and you're going to be hearing the narrative. The Rams should just tank for Caleb Williams. The Rams should just tank for Drake May. This second half of the schedule gets so much easier that whenever I give you my final prediction, you're going to be like, whoa, I did not see the Ram. I did not see this turning into this. Um, they pick up back-to-back wins, Arizona and Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh is going to be a very, very good game. The Rams, um, defense, I, I think I trust the Rams' offense more than I trust the Steelers' defense. Does that make sense? So I think that we can keep their offense under control more than they can keep our offense under control. I know the Steelers are known for their defense. They've got studs everywhere. But give me wins against Arizona, who I don't think is going to be very good. I think they're going to compete, be competing for the number one overall pick. And then give me a win against Pittsburgh as well. Uh, losses all across the board for Dallas. Again, I think this game can be really close. We always play Dallas really close, I think, except for like one game, I think, as we played them uh, pretty badly. But Mike McCarthy, I trust less than Sean McVay. I trust Stafford more than I trust uh, Dak. Um, their defense is just so good. That's really what it comes down to is I trust their defense more than our defense. Uh, so I think this game is going to be really close. At Green Bay, another game that I can see us winning. Okay, this all comes down to is Cam Akers the lead back? Is he getting 15 to 25 carries a game? Because if he is, give me a win here. But if he's not and we're still a pass-heavy offense, nobody passes well in Green Bay. Not even Green Bay. Past November, I think it's a loss. Um, if we're more of a pass-heavy offense, Cam hasn't gotten going, um, which I find very unlikely. But you, you, you get the gist. I think we win if Cam Akers has 15 to 25 carries, maybe even 30. Um, and I think we lose if he has anything under 15. We're home against Seattle. That's a win. We're at Arizona. Again, I don't think they're going to be very good. That's a win versus Cleveland at, or excuse me, versus Cleveland. That is a win. So right now we're sitting at three, five, seven, oh, excuse me, seven and two, three, six, seven and six right now. Okay. Did you see what did you think that this is where we'd be? Uh, you know, at the Cleveland mark of the schedule. This is what I mean, week twelve or week thirteen, I think. Maybe week fourteen because they have a week ten bye. So I mean one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So probably week thirteen is when we play Cleveland. Um at Baltimore, we never play Baltimore tough. We The last time we played Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, we lost by 7,100 points. We lost by a fuck ton. So they're going to have Lamar. They're going to run all over us. They're going to lose. We're going to lose very badly. Um, so give me Baltimore in that one. Washington is a team that I think is going to be a lot better than you think. Uh, I, have them, I have Washington at like 9-8 and eight over the Giants because I think the Giants' schedule is ridiculously tough. Um, but I think we win against Washington. I can see us losing to Washington just because they have so many different matchups that they can throw at us. Uh, I really like Eric Bieniemy. If Sam Howell plays well, this could be a lot closer than you think. Um, but give me the Rams just because I trust McVay and Stafford more than I trust Rivera and Howell. Um, 
versus New Orleans, a matchup of the the game that we were talking about earlier. Give me the Rams. Saints, I don't know what to expect from them. Derek Carr, uh, he's a stud. I love Derek Carr, but does he look good? Does he not? Uh, I trust Sean McVay more than I trust Dennis Allen, and that's all it came down to. At New, at New York to take on the Giants, give me a win there as well. So the Rams are on another three-game winning streak right now. They are 9-7 and seven, uh, going into a Week 18 matchup against the 49ers in San Francisco where they will finish 9-8. and eight. Give me a loss all across the board. Um, I just think I could see us beating the 49ers whenever we're playing them at home, but I mean, let's be honest here. The 49ers are so close that you, we don't really have a good home matchup for them. So it's it's going to be it's it's a tough because they're our biggest rival and they always pack the house because San Francisco fans are everywhere because they're old as shit because they've been around since Montana and Steve Young won the I what what five Super Bowls that they won or six or how, how many do they have? I think it's five. Um maybe six, but either way either, either way, either way. They're old, they're annoying. There was a, a 49er fan at training camp, pissed me off. Um, you know, they're, they're just petty. You know, they're, they're petty because they should have won. Jakowski Tart should have caught the interception, but he didn't. They didn't win. We went on to win in the Super Bowl, and uh, they sent, they were, you know, they, they got sent home. So it's funny seeing them on Twitter being like, oh, we've beaten them. You know, we've beaten you guys in 10 straight or regular season matchups, but did you win when it counted? And you didn't. So whenever you can get another Super Bowl by beating us in the playoffs, you can come holler because right now we're one to know over the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan in the playoffs in the biggest game. Uh, whew, I, I still remember watching that game. That was a, I, <laughs> as Stafford threw that ball and Jaquaski Tart was right there. I said, son of a bitch. Uh, but of course he dropped it. We went on to win. Oh man, that was such a good game. I still watch it to this day. So, Let's let's recap. The Rams' best overall case, 12 and 5. The worst case, 4 and 13. The best case, or in my prediction, they go 9 and 8. So let me know what you have. The Rams going in 2023 in the comments. Um, it's going to be on Twitter. Uh, and also, you're going to be able to listen to it on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So as always, I'm Drew Pounton from Around the Horns, signing off.